Money FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings. People love their pets, and rightly so. We all love our pets, and, and we should take good care of them, uh, all of our animal friends, whether they're pets or in, in the wild. Uh, but one company has really, really dominated this market across the world. Uh, the company is called IDEX, I-D-E-X-X. And those of you who have pets who have taken them to the, to the vet uh, because maybe they had some health issues, the diagnostic equipment, the big machines you see, and many of the tests, blood tests and whatever, are, um, are products of IDEX. And, uh, you know, this business globally, obviously, is a multi-billion dollar business. We're uh, very interested to have with us in the studio Alvin Hugh, who is the vice president and general manager, Asia Pacifics at IDEX Laboratories. Alvin, great to have you with us. Wow, what a business this is. Well, definitely. It's really, really exciting to be here and really want to talk about why it's exciting about this market. So, you know, it's growing, and it's growing really fast. Now, tell us, so first of all, I gave sort of an overview about your IDEX equipment and things, but give us, um, give us some concrete examples of what people would see in their vet office sure. that, that is an IDEX product. So when your dog or cat gets sick, the first thing you will do is you go to the vet. Hmm. When they go to the vet, obviously they can't do a, a diagnosis and tell the vet, are you feeling well? Are you yeah. feeling giddy? Right. You, you know, you need to give that pet a voice. So how do you give that voice? You'll generally do a set of diagnostic tests. And in, a, in say, in a U.S. clinic, one in five of p- those visits have diagnostics involved. And so one in 10 in Asia. So that will tell you the clinical data needed to really accurately diagnose what's wrong with your pet. Just like if a human goes to the exactly. doctor and you get tests done. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So, so what you run kind this, of tests do they do on animals? So you run very similar. You run these chem temps, you know, as you go in, you look at, you know, the type of red blood cell, white blood cells. You look at urine. You look at fecal. All of these sort of things that you would do in your normal human, you're going to do in the pets. Wow. In some modified parameters. Yeah. And is this one of those that I'm holding up now for the camera? Exactly. Explain what that is, and, and you obviously so it, designed this. Yeah, so this is one of our SNAP portfolios, and when you look at this, this is very for infectious disease. Right. And again, very similar to what you've seen in COVID. And I was going said. to say, it's not too dissimilar to a COVID exactly. test. And what this will look is, in Asia Pacific and around the world, you see a lot of infectious diseases coming in, leash mania, heartworm, parvovirus. And what we'll do is very similar to what you did in a COVID test. A couple of drops of blood, mm-hmm. snap the test, and that's why we call it snap. And you'll be able to see the presence of the dot will tell you whether you've had you know, that infectious disease or not. And within seven minutes. Wow. wow. We're talking to Alvin Hugh, the Vice President and General Manager, Asia Pacific of IDEX Laboratories. Uh, IDEX is a, a, a company, a member of the S&P 500, leader in healthcare innovation. The, uh, we, we talked earlier about um, the incidence of cancer and major diseases is, seems to be rising among our pets yeah. in recent years. Talk to us a little bit about what you're seeing at IDEX and, and how you're managing that situation. Sure. I mean, fundamentally, what you're seeing is our, pay, our pets are living longer. Mm-hmm. And you're actually screening them longer, uh, screening them on a more sophisticated basis. And I think what I want to just take it back is that we care for our pets just like a family member. As you mm. say, you said your hamster was a yes. vital part. Um, <laughs> the most expensive hamster in Singapore. For about for, six months. For quite some time, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so because of that, we're screening them. We're, yeah. we're looking at that, and we're seeing those values over time. And so as you start seeing, you know, certain parameters starting grow, you know, um, changing, then you can, you know, you can adjust and you can treat and work with your veterinarian to change their practice care. And because of that, 
they're living longer. Mm. And they start to see cancers, which are generally sort of slightly longer, uh, longer lifespan type of diseases. Renal function is also very, a very common thing that we look for. We have a, a special molecule called SDMA that r- really looks at renal, renal issues, which is more, probably more cancer than, common than cancer. But you're seeing cancers come up. You're seeing orthopedic diseases. Mm. All of these things, as you get those longer pets, lifespan of your pets, you're starting to see that. Mm. And I'm sure the knock-on effects of that are huge for Singapore because in the 20-plus years I've been here, the pet industry itself has, has mushrooned. There, yes. I mean, anecdotally, there are more dogs everywhere now. There are more dog owners, which is fantastic. So what knock-on effects are you seeing for the pet industries and the whole subsidiaries around it in Singapore? So a couple of things. So one, we think there's about 140,000 pets, dogs in Singapore. Just dogs. Wow. 90,000 uh, cats. Is that right? And probably growing at about 10% a year. Wow. So then there, actually there was a spike during COVID where everyone got pandemic puppies. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, they look for the companionship. So yeah. we saw this growing. And for the market, you're starting to see sophistication. So one, you have a growing, a growing middle class. Um, More disposable has, income. Exactly. Yeah. But you're also getting very digital, you know, people. People look, check on their app and say, what's my results? You know, where we have, I've seen, you know, Fitbit and Fitbit type data for your dog and your cats. We see <laughs> very specific. How many steps they're getting? Exactly. And do they do that times four? <laughs> or is it just they, times they two? I don't know. All the respiration. I've seen a startup that was just presented to us. Yeah. We wow. also started seeing specific dog and cat food for elderly patients. And you get segmentation in that market. Wow. You're also starting to see a lot of, you know, I think Singapore just opened a couple of pet hospitals, speciality clinics as well. Because you're starting to look at these advanced diseases, you're getting veterinarians that are very specialized that also do that. So it's That's it's extraordinary. Growing. It seems like Singapore has been behind the curve over the years, right? In maybe recent years they're catching up, but... Prior to that, I mean, it, it, when I when I first came to Singapore uh, nearly twenty years ago, I was shocked at how little veterinary care there was. My friends who had who had pets and that sort of thing. It seems like Singapore was was quite behind at a certain point. Have they caught up to North America to Europe? I think they accelerate, as you know, with Singapore when they make a strategic commitment to certain things. Mm. Um, you know, they definitely have identified what they need to do. I, you know, when the minister was at the Singapore Vet Show last week, mm. you know, he was committed to you know training the vet techs and you know committed to work with the community. Interesting. So I think there's a lot of acceleration, and there are very advanced vets here in Singapore. Mm. That is absolutely yeah. extraordinary. And how do you see? pet management changing in Singapore. A year or so ago, just a personal anecdote, I was asked to write a children's book about pet ownership to show that how they how we need to integrate our pets with turning Singapore at the same time in the city of nature because you often get interactions with dogs and otters and this yeah. kind of thing. In your experience, how are you seeing pet management changing in Singapore? I think a couple key themes are one, I talk about digital. Um, you know, they are People are looking at data. And so when we look at our, you know, part of our ecosystem that IDEX has is, you know, they'll do the tests of your in-house diagnostics, but you can now go to the app. The vet goes to the app and says, okay, this is the data three years ago on that same parameter. And so you start to see how, like I said, like in a human, how your parameters change over time. Mm. So that's what you're looking at the data side. It's very clear that the new families of Singapore, this new modern dynamic may or may not include a pet. Mm-hmm. And the way that we look at pets is very different. I, I just recently have a new dog, mm. and I consider him third son. 
Um, <laughs> and, and perhaps the favorite son. Well, well and that, my, dog, my mom radio. preferred the dog to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's, exactly. <laughs> um, and so that willingness to pay. And so what that means for the markets yeah. really is we've done some surveys and say, hey, look, you know, we – 88% of the population is willing to spend as much as they can to treat a family member and a pet vet. And so that obviously is very attractive for us as an industry to continue to innovate and add value. Yeah. Wow. Is this, is this idea of preventive maintenance, preventive care, it's so huge with humans yep. and has been for decades. Um, but is that growing in the pet world as well, you know, trying to catch things, give them a life that is healthier, that is happier, that is, and, and catch diseases or potential diseases before they become a problem? Yeah, I, I think absolutely. And, this and does IDEX of, fit into that? That's one of our key, you know, key drivers, key growth drivers as we look at screening preventative care because again pets don't have a voice right. they can't say oh i'm just not you know not feeling well you need to to do that and so we recommend at, at certain age groups and at certain intervals to do that screening hmm. um to look at those parameters and you can see how they do over time and yeah. i think what we did find is obviously because the pets don't have a voice we were picking up a lot of clinical abnormalities very early on that can mm. be treated and so that allows you to again avoid the expensive early you know operation at the very last stage you do the medication you do the early surgical you know yeah. the early medical in, um, intervention prevention is always better than cure just like in humans mm. but there are knock-on effects aren't there just like the human population an aging population of pets makes it more expensive for example i'm seeing some nice comments coming in from our listeners ll tan says is there a trend that pets are getting better treatment and medical attention than humans and more importantly, are medical expenses for them becoming higher than mm. for people? Mm. It's an interesting point, isn't it? Because you, you could almost equate pets to the old-fashioned car mechanics in the sense that you have no idea what's going on under the bonnet and therefore you have no idea what they're going to charge you. Yeah. So there's a bit of an element in that in a way with veterinary services. And again, I think as you start looking at those, is that transparency of medical yes. care. Mm. And again, by having that data, Having that visibility, what that would look like, you have, you know, as a pet owner, you would have that date and say, what does that look like? Mm. And then you could go and go to get a second opinion mm. um, to take a look and understand with, with that data. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's, as a consumer market, you know, you can, you can make a choice and how you want to spend. There are obviously various levels of care that we've seen. And it's amazing. You're right. In some places, the level of care is probably above that of a human. Right. Um, I've been to some of the hospitals around the world, um, and they have VIP centers, VIP lounges for the pet owners and the care. <laughs> no, uh, we don't have that yet in Singapore, do well, we? Well, hang on. We just got a comment from Tranquility C that yeah. it ties into your point. My poor Cavalier King Charles Spaniel <laughs> was diagnosed with, and she's put in inverted commas, possible skin mm. cancer after I paid $2,000 at the clinic in Sunset Way. More painful was I felt his pain mm. for the skin graft samples mm. that they had to send to Canada for a biopsy. And guess what? When, it, when the results came back, the doctor asked me to do another round of uh. checks. So that ties into your point, I'm guessing, about cost and transparency. Yeah. And, and, you know, now you've got the data available, it actually benefits the consumer who can then make considered choices. Would that be fair? Yeah, and, and you know, people are w willing to pay. Um, yeah, of course. And, but I do think that, you know, what does that look like? And having an ideal system and a network of data around the world. Mm. So what's nice about mm. IDEX is not only do we have... You know, the, what we call the in-house diagnostics. So we do 
a set of data here, um, like in your clinic, mm-hmm. and most. But if you do have advanced reference laboratories, just like you had in Quest, like you know those Quest labor, we have that. We have eighty around the world, mm. and so they potentially run more advanced diagnostics or run volume wellness tests that we do. Yeah. So we have a, a network, and they're all on that app, so that the vet says what's going on in my my reference laboratory for my dog. That data is still on that. Mm, wow, can, that's fascinating. So, so you have IDEX has the, the the physical machines that can do the diagnostic tests. You have labs that can yep. that can interpret. You've got these SNAP tests exactly. uh, that you talked about earlier in this interview. Uh, and, and when you look at the when you if we take it to a business yep. uh, model and we look at the business opportunity yep. across Asia, what is that? What is this market looking like? And I know Asia is is very diverse, sure. but uh, you know very highly developed countries like. Here, you know, Korea, Japan, Hong Kong, and others that aren't so. But what is that? What is that opportunity? So, look like? we, when we look at the global uh, diagnostics market, we think it's about thirty-seven billion dollars. Wow. What's currently sort of manifested is six billion dollars around the world as a as a market. Where in Asia Pacific, we think the Asia Pacific market is about six, and sort of nine hundred six hundred fifty million is what we currently play in today. Mm-hmm. Um, just to give you a sense of how many vets out there and how many clinics. We think there's about um, 100,000 clinics out there, uh, 92,000 vets in Asia, um, and 220 million animals out wow. there. And so this is how we look at that opportunity. And There is room for growth there, huh? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. On that point about diagnostics, which fascinates me, is there a possibility where as we become more aware through your excellent data that certain breeds of dog are more, maybe more susceptible to certain kinds of cancers, which happens, does that mean that potential owners may start focusing on specific breeds? Breed A is less chance of getting cancer than breed B. Is that a possibility? And I, you know, I haven't dr- drilled down into that specific thing, but we definitely have enough data. People make choices on the type of food they have. Exactly. So they already have like a renal, like obviously they have the puppy food, they have mm. small breed puppy, they have obese puppy, they have um, all these types of the renal, like renal function dog foods, pet foods, that's already on the marketplace. Mm. Yeah. And so as you start looking at the data that we have, and, and one thing about IDEX is we're not just a, a testing company. Because of the data we had all worldwide, we've been doing this for 40 years. So we've had all the data from all the vet clinics around the world. We start to see not only certain disease tests, you know, obviously you can see what tests are being done more, but we certainly see potential infectious diseases that are, are spiking. Exactly. All of that is part of our ecosystem that we have. And so we say that we're not just a biotech company, we're actually an IT company because you have data. Yeah. Yeah. And lots of it. Extraordinary. Alvin, fascinating discussion. Thanks so, so much for being with us today. And we'll hope to get you on in the future and talk about how the, the uh, landscape is evolving and what's happening with IDEX. Uh, Alvin Hugh, Vice President, General Manager, Asia Pacific IDEX Laboratories. Thanks for being with us on Money FM. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.